Cup of Love, the podcast. Here, we talk about everything from book recommendations, self-care, to life advice. Stay tuned for weekly episodes uploaded every Wednesday. I'm your host, Camille. Hi, guys. So, welcome back to the podcast. So, today I am trying something different. So, all the time, like on like, especially like podcast Instagrams and TikTok podcast accounts, they're always showing like video clips of like previews of what's um, in their episode. And I've never tried to do this. So, I currently have like my camera set up and it feels a little freaky to have like my computer seeing that I'm recording and look to the side and see a camera right at me. So it is kind of uncomfortable, but I think I think we can get past it. Um so anyways, I do have an affirmation um today. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong podcast notes for a second. I was like, wait, that is not this um, week's affirmation. Since I'm recording, I'm having to record two episodes because next weekend my sister and her friends, I'm pretty sure, are coming into town because it's her fall break and I'm going to be able to see her, which is super exciting. And I, I don't know if I'll have time to record, so I'm like going ahead, getting both knocked out and out of the way. Um, so I'm getting it done Friday and then I'm going to try to at least record Saturday or Sunday, um, for next week. Anyways, the affirmation is with harm to none, I summon blank, whatever you're trying to manifest or get, um, I guess manifest, I should say. I'll explain more to detail the quote later. Anyway, so with harm to none, I summon blank into my life. I am successful and happy. What belongs to me will find me in a matter of days, but no more than a week. Um, And so it's kind of a fill in a blank one. And I gave you guys one of this affirmations before, or I'm giving one to you now, because I feel like I do a lot of specific affirmations. And I was like, you know what, I should try to do one where you guys can fill up, fill in whatever you want. So if you're trying to attract money or be more, um, feel better about your body or attract friends, um, have a stable relationship with your family or friends or boyfriend, whatever, like you can do that with this affirmation. So I think this is a pretty good affirmation. It's almost kind of like a manifestation affirmation as well, which I really enjoy because I'm I'm somebody um I feel like my affirmations and my manifestations go hand in hand. Like when I wake up every morning, I tell myself what I want today. Like I want to have a great day today. I want to have all A's on all my tests. I want to have a good day with my friends. I, do you know what I mean? Like I say all these things. And so all of those affirmations 
are also basically manifestations. So they basically go hand in hand. And so that's what I like about this affirmation as well. So again, it's with harm to none. I summon blank into my life. I am successful and happy. What belongs to me will find me in a matter of days, but no more than a week. So that's the affirmation. And so I have a huge life update. Um, so let's get started with it. We're going to do it in chronological order. So the first thing that happened was I went to a book sale last week or yeah, last week. I think it was last week. Yes, it was last week. I love like not even knowing like I, I swear to God, this week was horrible, but I'll just explain it <laughs> later. Um, so I went to a book sale um, with my library. They You can give them books and they'll sell them for like $2. It will be like hardback books. Like new hardback books will be like $2. It's insane. And so they had like their first one in like a really long time. And um, I went and I got so many books. Like I'm staring at the stack right now. I got um, a bunch of like relatively new books. I got... Um, a bunch of Sarah Dessen books because I think she has two books or at least one. I know she at least has one book that's coming out into a movie and I couldn't remember what it was called. So I was just grabbing all of those books being like, I hope I got the book that's turning into a movie. Lo and behold, I did not, but I still got them. I haven't read one yet. I read at least one that I've gotten from the book sale yet, and we'll get into that book later. That book was quite a doozy, if I don't say so myself. It was just very, woo, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot to unpack there. Um, so I was really excited. And on our way back from the book sale, it was like, it had been raining the whole time while I was there, and I think it was still kind of drizzling maybe. Um, when we got out, but there we saw a big rainbow. Like, you could see the colors vividly. And then we're, like, on our way back to our house. And you there's kind of, like, this corner area where I live. And you could see two rainbows. So, I made my, my mom pull it into the parking lot. And I got out of my car and I took the photos. And it was so beautiful. Like, it was great. Like, that was a great day. <laughs> like, it was a pretty good day. Um, and then that weekend I got, a, I guess I should call it a little afternoon snack with my friend from middle school and I haven't hung out with her in a really long time. We still keep in touch, but this was like the first time we had hung out in a while and we split like a cheese board and we caught up and that was super fun. And then I had my first ever junior league meeting, um, Sorry, I just ate until I'm like still like I still have like because I had like peanut butter oatmeal, which is like great or whatever. And I can still like feel the peanut butter in my throat. So I had to take a break and like <laughs> stop talking for a little bit. Um but I'm so all over the place. Like what in the world? Um, but I had my first ever junior league meeting where we went over what we're going to be doing um, this year. And you only have to participate in three volunteer activities and two socials. And so I signed, I already signed up for um, one event in October. And then they're going to send another email about one event that I'm interested in. And so I'm hoping that I'll be able to do that as well. 
but I'm really excited because a lot of people um I didn't know um who I like okay hold on let me try to explain it so there are a bunch of people from my school who are doing junior league and I didn't realize that they were doing it so I'm pretty excited about that and I'm just really excited because I love volunteering I love doing group events like this like I really enjoy doing it and so I'm excited that I'll be able to do that um and then the y'all fest author list also came out if you don't know what y'all fest is it's this book festival um in charleston south carolina and they have like a bunch of like authors you can get signings you can get arcs which are advanced readers copies if you didn't know so it's like you get the book before it comes out um they also have a bunch of panels with authors it's like the best event if you're like super into books um, not even like if you're super into books, this event will make you want to read a lot more. Um, because everyone like you'll be waiting in line for like an author signing and everyone's so friendly they'll just start talking to you and you can just bond over your book's experience. Like it's just like it's so fun and it feels like such a big community. My mom and I love doing it. And so I'm really thrilled for this author list it's a pretty small author list just because of like COVID and everything and I don't know if there are going to be a lot of virtual events or not they still haven't said I know that there are going to be panels but like Chloe Gong is doing it um Tashi I can't remember last name it's like Tashi Bu Hian um it's Chloe Gong's roommate. So if you know who Chloe Gong is, you're going to know who Tashi is. So it, they just go hand in hand. Um, and then we're having Rachel Lippincott come. Adam Silvera is going to be there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There are a lot of other authors that are going to be there that are like fantastic. Oh my God, Tahara Mafi is going to be there. She's literally the love of my life. Ransom Riggs is going to be there. And Tahara Mafi and Ransom Riggs are married. If you didn't know, they have a kid that's like the cutest kid ever. Um, I don't know. I'm such a fangirl about them for like whatever reason. Um, but I'm really excited for this author list. Um, and then we also had Club Week this um, Thursday, which I – was super like I just like didn't really know what was gonna happen going into it because like you know I, I think I've talked about joining ultimate frisbee with you guys which is like a club and I didn't really plan on signing up for any other clubs but lo and behold I signed up for garden club and spanish club and you know I'm fine with doing those and then I also signed up for dance marathon and you know I was like you know what whatever I'll sign up for it put me on the list um and I got put on the list, and then I realized afterwards that this is the thing where you dance for five hours straight for charity, which is great. We love supporting charity, but this is not something that I would ever be into. Like, yes, I would love to live out my Gilmore Girls dream where I go to the 24 hours dance competition or whatever it was but I mean it's not my thing and so I don't know if I and I haven't been put in the group chat yet for that so if I am I'll probably just leave the group chat I don't really know what to expect with this um it is what it is though um 
but I did that. And so I signed up with a lot of my other friends as well for garden club and Spanish club. So I'm really excited about that, especially for Spanish club. Apparently like you just eat like quesadillas and watch Spanish movies. So, and then garden club, I think you just plant around things around campus. So I don't really know what we're doing, but that's what I'm doing. And then I'm going to have my first ultimate Frisbee meeting Sunday at 4 to 6 p.m. this weekend, which I'm super hype about. I'm going with two of my friends. I knew that a bunch of other guy friends are going to be there, and I'm just pumped for this. This is like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be fun. Like, I'm not much of a runner, and I don't know if I plan on scrimmaging or not yet. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then I got my tooth pulled out as well. So basically what happened was I had an orthodontist appointment last week and they like sat me in this room and it was kind of like I knew that they were about to give me bad news. Like you can, you, you, it's one of those things where you can just tell something bad is about to happen. Like the energy was off and I was just sitting awkwardly in the chair. My mom wasn't there because I thought she was at um like fresh market or whatever. So I wasn't really expecting much, but then like my orthodontist starts talking to me and then he starts talking about how he's going to have to take out a tooth. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't ask any questions. I just kind of sat there and nodded. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Okay, that sounds great. Like, you know, I wasn't really like asking questions because it's weird, like not having my mom there to ask me questions. So I was just, you know, sitting there acting like I understood. So basically what happened was I have a really, really small jaw. And I've known that my whole life, like my dentist has told me that. The orthodontist has told me that it's always been really uncomfortable when I get my teeth cleaned or they do anything to me at the orthodontist because I just like it stuff like whenever they're doing scans on my teeth, like it won't like the thing is like too big for my mouth and it's just so uncomfortable being there. And so I've known that my whole life and it's like it is what it is like there's nothing I can really do about it. But basically, if I got – because I have my top braces, if you didn't know. And I've been waiting for a while to get my bottom braces. And so basically, if they had gone ahead and put the bottom braces on my teeth, I would end up having the ugliest underbite ever. Like, we did this simulation thing, and I could see how my teeth would be, like, in a year. And I was like, that would be so embarrassing. Because my teeth are pretty fine. Like – All of my friends are like, yeah, I don't understand why you need braces. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm sure I'll look beautiful by the end. Um, But, so I have a really small jaw. And so my teeth wouldn't be, or I guess my jaw wouldn't be super comfortable with the amount of teeth I already have in there. Like, So, like, the normal amount of teeth an average person has, it would be uncomfortable for me. And so I ended up getting a tooth taken out. It was either that or they break my jaw. And, you know, I would rather have a tooth taken out. And so before you guys think that I'm going to have like a gap in my mouth for the rest of my life, 
apparently once I get my braces on, my teeth will shift over so that it will look like the tooth that was right beside of the tooth that was taken out um, was supposed to be there or has always been there, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, and so I got it taken out yesterday and I was in the dentist office. I was lying in the chair and first of all, nobody told, like I knew I was going to get a shot, but I, I was under the impression that I was actually getting numb before I got the shot. I didn't realize that the shot was the numbing stuff. I wasn't aware of that. Um, So they just started, like, I didn't realize that he was putting a shot in my mouth until it started happening. And I was like, oh, we're going. Like, this is starting now. Like, we're taking out my tooth now. Like, I was like, uh, okay. And I was just awkwardly, you know, sitting there and... They were shooting me up with numbing things. And the first, um, so I sat in the chair after they shot me up. And I don't know how to, shot me up sounds like I was getting like shot at with a gun. That's not what I'm talking about. But I don't know how else to explain it. But I, so I'm sitting there for like 10 to 15 minutes. They come back in, ask me if I'm numb. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm fully numb yet. So I get another shot and they don't even wait. They don't even wait for the numbing to kick in. They just like pull out their pliers and are like, here we go. And I'm like, whoa, we're going. And when I tell you I was not numb, there was no, like I, okay. When I say I'm not numb, I I know I was like numb a little bit but I was numb on my tongue and like way back in my mouth I wasn't numb even close to where my tooth was and I could like feel everything that was happening and I was like tears were just coming out of my eyes and like every time my dentist like took a break to like switch tools or whatever I would be, like, violent, like, I wouldn't be violently shaking, but I was, like, like, shaking, like, visibly, and I'm sure the lady beside me, she, the lady beside me was just doing one thing, I'm not gonna say what it was, because that might be, like, super disturbing for you guys, (laughs) I don't want to, (laughs) like, gross you out or anything, but she was doing this one thing, um, in between breaks, and I could tell that she was, like, what is happening to this girl because I could not breathe like I was like (gasps) like I was like hyperventilating I was like crying like it was just not it was not a fun experience for me at all and so it was super painful like I I don't I've never experienced that much pain in my life and I guess you should say you should take it with a grain of salt because I have extremely low pain tolerance like it's bad. Like, I feel everything at a higher capacity than other people do. Like, my sister can get through anything, I feel like, and I'm just on the opposite end of the stick. Like, that's just not how it is for me. Um, But, I mean, I got my tooth pulled out, and so now I have, like, a massive gap in my mouth, and it's like 
disgusting. Like, it's gross. It makes me feel vomitous. But, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm just kind of living with it because I feel like everyone who knows me knows that, like, I've just had such weird experiences with my teeth. And I think I've narrated that along for you guys um, on my tooth journey, I should say. But it was just not a fun experience. Um, This whole week wasn't – the energy was off. I felt so just, like – drained and exhausted I felt like like all of my teachers were just piling things on like I would have a quiz and then on top of that I would have two homework assignments each night and it would it was a lot it was a lot like when I say when I say I had two homework assignments a lot each night I mean for each class so I had like four times two is eight. So I'd have a total of eight assignments each night. And then I would have a quiz and a project for some classes. It was just a lot. And I was just drained. And I felt, I just felt really, I just felt like the energy and the air was off. And I've noticed that for everybody else. Like I was on TikTok today and I was like, and I've seen so many TikToks about people being like, the energy was off this week. And then I see People on social media being like, why was this week the worst week ever? Like, I don't even know why it was like that, but it was just so draining for me. And I'm so glad that this week is over. Um, I'm ready to bring in positive energy. I think I'm going to meditate tonight. I'm going to do some tarot cards. And I'm just going to really feel my energy and just try to make things better because I don't want to go into the weekend feeling negative. That's the opposite of what I should be doing, you know? So we'll see how it goes. Um, But that was 20 minutes of a life update. And I can tell you that there's probably going to be another 20 minutes, even possibly more of the books that I'm going to be talking to you guys about this week because it is insane. Like, I I don't even know. You'll see. You'll see. You'll hear about it. So let's just get into today's episode. Just took a quick water break, um, but we're going to go into the first book that I just finished reading, I think, like, no, two days ago. I finished reading it two days ago. And... I still can't stop thinking about it. It's just, it's such a mind-boggling book to me. I think part of it is because I've never read anything like it, and I hope to never read anything like it. Um, It is, the book is called All the Ugly and Wonderful Things by Bryn Greenwood, and I rated the book five stars. And you're probably thinking, Camille, why are you saying you hope to never read a book like this again when you just rated it five stars? The writing, phenomenal. The plot, um, no comment. But the the whole aspect of the book and just the writing and the word choices and just the way the author wrote was phenomenal 
she knows exactly how to tell a story and exactly what reaction she wants you to get out of a story. Like, I think she knew what she was doing this whole time. Um, the book was great. It was great in every aspect except for the plot, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a rundown on basically what happens. And there will be total, totally so many spoilers in this review of this book. So if you plan on reading this book, you might want to skip ahead um, a while because I will be going on a rant. <laughs> but so basically the main character is a girl named Wavy. She, she's eight years old when you start when she starts her telling her story and there are a bunch of other point of views in the book like her cousin Amy um a judge the quote-unquote love interest Kellen his point of view is also in there which totally irritates me um and just a bunch of other random point of views in this book. And let me, let me, hold on. I have the book right here. And if you flip the flap, because this is a hard book. So if you flip to the flap of like the blurb of the book, it starts off a beautiful and provocative love story between two unlikely people. And then it goes on. Um, let me tell you one thing. This book is not a love story. And you should never, ever describe a relationship between an 8-year-old girl and a 24-year-old man. A love story or call it provocative. Like, who in their right mind would think, oh, yes, have a, re a relationship between an eight-year-old man and a 24-year-old man is so sweet. It is so lovely. Like, what a cute love story. Like, excuse me? Like, what? Like, I fully do not understand. I, I don't think I will ever understand. Um, I, I It blows my mind. It fully blows my mind. And before I get into more about this story, I do want to give a disclaimer that we're going to be talking about pedophilia. We're going to be talking about sexual assault. We're going to be talking about a lot of other things like mental health, drug abuse, and other things, which I should have mentioned earlier on um, in the episode. So I apologize for that. Um, so definitely skip ahead if any of this is triggering for you. Um, however, moving on, the the author, Bryn Greenwood, openly talks about how her I can't remember if it's I one of her parents um was a drug dealer and as a preteen she had a lot of relationships with older men and she talks about this I haven't read that much into it partly because I don't want to right now because I'm still feeling livid about the book that I just read um but I definitely, I definitely do want to dig up a little bit of her past because I want to see how much of the story is true because it, she does talk about how a lot of the aspects in the story are about things that she's gone through herself. And 
it's like the main point of view is wavy and she's the one who essentially falls in love with kellen and i i really didn't like hearing about as wavy got older about how she was falling in love with kellen and all that stuff and never in the story wavy questioned if her relationship with this man was wrong which is completely understandable her mom and dad was a part of a drug major drug deal business thing and she didn't really have a guidance and her only guidance was kellen and that is discussed a lot and you can definitely tell that he he has done nice things for her but so has every other guy in an abusive relationship for the girl that they're with do you know what i mean like kellen would take wavy to school since her parents wouldn't do it he would go to her parent teacher conferences he would buy her new shoes and clothes and you know make sure she was doing okay which is great do you know what I mean that's great but at the same time I'm like you're a 24 year old guy and you're acting as if you are married to this girl or in a relationship with this girl she hasn't even fully developed yet. She hasn't grown up into her own human. She doesn't even know really what a relationship is because her parents' relationship is so bad. And then we would hear point of views from her family members like Amy, her best friend in college, um, a bunch of other people who were involved in the drug dealing business talking about um kellen's relationship with wavy and all of them was like yes he is probably the best you know parental figure in her life um has helped her grow up and is really the only person who's there for her and the only person that she trusts because she had a lot of trust issues because of her mom and her dad and you know a bunch of other things that happened in the book that you hear about um and at the end all of them would come to the conclusion that their relationship was a gross b illegal c something that should never occur but by the end of the book, they were all in favor of Kellen and Wavy's relationship. They all ended up helping them stay together because there's this huge thing that happened. There was like a murder that happened and Kellen was never guilty of it. Um, it was Wavy's uncle. It's a long story that we won't get into. Um but, like, basically, the police found out about Kellen and Wavy's relationship. And he went to jail for that for 10 years. And by that time, Wavy was, like, 13 or, like, 12 or... No, she was 13. Yes, she was almost 14, but she was 13. And so we went to jail for 10 years. 
and he got on parole when Wavy was, I think, not when he was 18. He got, or not when Wavy was 18. He got declined um, of being on parole, and then he was in jail for a little while longer, I think, until she was, I think, she was 20 when he got on parole. Wavy didn't find out until she was 21. And everybody was doing everything that they could to push them back together. Like, even um, Beth, Kellen's friend at the time, who Kellen, like, told Beth was like, oh, that young girl that I had a relationship with when she was eight, like, that was, you know, a one-time thing. It was a mistake. I would never do that again. And she beat him up for that. Like, totally went in on him. Was like, you should have never done that. Like, blah, 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 blah. But she believed that he had turned her his life around, stayed around. And then when she found out that Wavy and Kellen were back together, you know, she got super angry, wouldn't talk to him for a while. And then at the end, when wavy like got in trouble i think with like the police or kellen got in trouble i can't remember exactly what happened um but people found out and then they were trying to like shove them away beth ended up helping them and i was like oh what you were so against this and now you're being like oh i understand the love that they have for one another like no he fully groomed her like excuse you excuse you and it was really gross and just so disturbing and I could have finished this book in a day like it was that good of a book like it was written phenomenally 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 written and it was just it was overall a great book but I had to read it in like chunks because I would get so angry I would be like are you kidding me are you joking? Like, I was just so beyond angry and just disturbed on every single level. And by the end of the book, they were together. And um, Wavy's aunt, Brenda, was like the main person sorry hold on I just looked out the window and I thought somebody was pulling in my driveway and I was like hold the phone because I'm home alone um but nobody is okay that scared me for a little bit (laughs) um but Wavy's aunt Brenda was like has always been like super against Kellen's relationship with Wavy it's like the main person on why Kellen was in jail for 10 years why he didn't get his first shot at parole and the reason why Wavy didn't find out that he was on parole for a year and even like her cousin Amy who she was really close with was against them being together was like this is disgusting and gross like why are you with him but she never out friendly said that she just kind of let Wavy be Wavy but still was against it but at the end of the book they all had their little Thanksgiving dinner together and um Amy was like the last point of view um in the book and was like hold on let me find the line it was kind of a cute conclusion though it was pretty smart about how the conclusion was written because like 
at the beginning, the first point of view is Amy, which is Wavy's cousin. And um, it starts out with talking about her experience with Wavy and like how um, Wavy ended up staying with them for a little bit when she was younger and all that stuff. But okay, hold on. I'm Yes, so it says, seeing them next together, referencing Kellen um, and Wavy, I figured out what was different about Wavy. The top of her head almost reached Kellen's armpit. She had grown. Like, no, like, what? Like, of course she had grown. She's now a 21-year-old girl. And that, it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful written line. Like, if you've read the book, you know, you understand that it's written really well and I don't know like it was just like that line really irks me it just really made me upset because it was just like of course she had grown and just because she's grown doesn't mean she should still be with Kellen even though it's legal now that does that still doesn't mean it's right in my opinion um and I didn't like that line mainly because it was like being like oh well I mean she's grown up now what can you do and it is like what can you do like I mean there's nothing really you can do now because it is legal but it's still it just really bugged me especially since at one point he did like Kellen did um no I don't want to I mean yeah well yeah he obviously abused her um hold on I'm gonna be moving because I'm like staring out my windows and I keep thinking people are staring at me um but at one point when I think it was when Kellen like was on parole and Wavy was like basically illegally seeing him again um because it's still like like Kellen would get in trouble if he ever saw Wavy and so that was like a whole issue but they got in an argument because Kellen was like I can't see you Wavy like I'll get in trouble and like Wavy just wasn't like cooperating and wasn't being like why don't you want to be with me like why like do you know what I mean like she was getting frustrated with that and he he didn't hit her he like grabbed her arm to pull her back to him because like she was walking away and he wanted to like explain more why and like make her understand his side and he like left a bruise mark basically and so he did abuse her and so that's what irritated me was like people just totally wrote that off and I don't know that was just really frustrating for me um I don't know, but I think we've talked enough about that book. I'm like, I think I've talked about it for like 10, 15 minutes. I don't even know, but I talked about it for a while. Um, so I set my microphone down. So that's why it's, it's changed. Um, but I read a bunch of other books this month as well that I should get into. So some of these are also books I read in August that I forgot to write down for August books. So I think um, the first one, two, three. Uh, yeah, the first three books are books I read in August. So I read The Wicked King by Holly Black. And I, I've 
already talked about how much I hate the Cruel Prince series by Holly Black. Um, I, I can't remember if I already said, I, I rated it two out of five stars, if I didn't say that already. Um, I'm like talking so fast that I can't even keep up with myself now. Um, but I, I just don't really enjoy the book series. I don't really like it. It's not my thing. So we don't need to go into more details about that. The Queen of Nothing by Holly Black, um, which is the third series. Also two out of five stars. Don't really enjoy the series. Um, and then I read Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. I want to say that's how you say it. And I rated that three out of five stars. So Me Before You is a movie as well which I I didn't realize it was a book when I watched the movie and I watched the movie a while back and I like I've had it on my list to read the book for a while now and the book was it was like I know I should not say this like this is probably going against like every single book lover but the movie was better it just, it really was. It amplified the romance a lot more, I think. Um, like, the book was great. Like, it wasn't, like, phenomenal. It wasn't wowing. But it was good. It just wasn't as good of a movie. I think that type of book is a lot better as a movie, in my opinion. Just because, like, you get to see the interaction between the people and... I don't know, the writing wasn't my favorite, um, but it was a great, great book as well, and I definitely recommend reading it if you've watched the movie. Um, and then I read The Two Lives of Lydia Bird by Josie Silver, and I rated that three out of five stars. So this book could have been better. Like, it had potential, but it did not give what should have been given. Given? I don't know. I don't know um, what I'm trying to say. But it just, like, you read, it was like you read the blurb, and then you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And then you have such high expectations, and then you read it, and you're like, oh. And it kind of had, like, this weird fantasy element to it as well, where it kind of was like, what is going on? Because she was basically, like, her, so Lydia Bird's, um, fiance died and she was really upset about that couldn't sleep and so she would take these pills to help her sleep and every time she took a pill to help her sleep she would see her fiance and they would have like these interactions that were like real and it was like it was super weird and I remember being like what like this is so weird and so I just didn't vibe with that aspect of the book but it was really beautifully written the characters were great um other than that it was pretty much flawless because it was like at the end of the book it, she was like I still don't know if the pills were what brought me back to I can't even remember the love interest name now to so and so um and like blah 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 it was so random I was just like okay thanks for that like I don't know it was just such a random aspect thrown into the book that I felt like wasn't needed like I felt like she could have done something else to make the plot thicken I guess in my opinion um and then oh my gosh this book was phenomenal 
I read An Emotion of Great Delight by Tahara Mafi, which is like five out of five stars and more. So I've had this book sitting on my bookshelf for months, like straight up months. Like I got this book when it came out because I am such a Tahara Mafi fan, but I wasn't in the right mindset to read it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be in the right mindset to fully enjoy a book like hers. Like you have to fully soak in every vowel, every word, every single flawless writing of hers. You have to make this an experience. And I was not ready for that. I was not mentally there, but in September I was. And I read it and oh my God, oh my God. It, it, it was everything. It fully delivered. Her books are always the most heartbreakingly beautiful books you will ever read. And I aspire to bring heartbreak like that on my future readers when I'm an author. Like I want them to have that same experience that I do when I read her books. It, they're just, oh my, like, I am speechless when I read this book. Like, I was like, no, like, there's no way this book can be um, a very large expanse of sea. Because that book was great. But this book was, like, ten times better. Like, it made you, like, oh my god, you know what I noticed? I noticed this. So, she didn't have acknowledgments in her book. She didn't have anything past the last sentence but there were a bunch of like extra pages so then it like kept you flipping being like oh my god like that this can't be the ending like why like what do you mean this is the end like this cannot be the end but it was the end and you know that there's not going to be a sequel because you know that this ending was supposed to be the ending and it just ends so abruptly and it just makes the book experience 10 times better because I was caught myself flipping through the pages and being like, oh my god, like, wait, she did this on purpose. Like, Miss Queen knew what she was doing. I love her for that, and I fully respect her for that, and I love her books. Like, they are everything and more. If you have not read one of her books yet, you have to. Like, they're such, like, oh, I can't explain to you how much joy her books give me, because it's like, I and I think the reason why I look up to her so much is because she writes in such like a beautiful way where she can just like it's so like abrupt and just straightforward and like her writing is so blunt and just but it's also she makes it blunt but not in like a super blunt way like she knows her craft very well and I respect her like I want her to teach me how to write like I would die like pass over and die if I ever met her like genuinely I I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do with myself I think I would just like I I would literally I don't even know what I would do like thinking about it now is making me so nervous and I haven't even like met her and I probably never will which is sad but you have to read An Emotion of Great Delight. It is phenomenal. And also, I do want to say um, that she's Muslim. Her characters are Muslim. And I learn a lot about the culture whenever I read her books as well. Because I, I find religious 
or religion like fascinating I love learning about different religions and knowing other people's beliefs and understanding them and so like reading her books on and like having that Muslim aspect to it is also really interesting to me as well um and I do think I learn a lot whenever I read her books um and then I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and I rated this book three out of five stars. This book, I was so hyped for this book. I was like, yes, everybody talks about it on Book Talk. I'm going to love it. This is going to be like literally the book of September. But I was wrong. Could not be more wrong. This book wasn't sad in my opinion it was sad but it wasn't like oh boohoo I want to cry sad it was just sad I just didn't feel connected to the characters I respect Evelyn Hugo in every single way like I think she's a phenomenal character but it was like "Eh, whatever like I wasn't really into it I didn't find it good to be honest like I was just like oh okay, like, this is what the book is, like, this is what you're getting all hyped up for, like, I don't know, like, it just wasn't that good to me, and I, and I've noticed that I, I honestly, I've noticed that I don't really like book TikTok, book talk, or what am I saying, I love book talk, but I don't like the same books that the TikTok creators on there do, like, I don't like The Cruel Prince. I'm not a huge fan of Sarah J. Mass. I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Jenkins Reads. Um, like, I don't know. Like, there's something, and I'm not saying this to be, oh, quirky and funny and different. I'm just saying that, I don't know. Like, I just, I like the more different books, I guess. I don't know. But I just wasn't into the book that much. And then I read Party of Two by Jasmine Gullery, which I also rated three out of five stars. And I also read her book that is, I'm looking back and trying to find it now. Um, I also read While We Were Dating, which was back in August, and I rated that book five out of five stars. But Party of Two just, it was good. Like uh, having somebody, like a guy send me cake like, once a week, like, literally fall on the floor, I will marry you in a heartbeat, but, like, I don't know, like, the book wasn't as good as I thought it would be, and I think part of the reason is because whenever I read, um, an author's books, and it, it's, like, really good, and then I read another one, and I have such high expectations, and when it doesn't deliver, I'm, like, oh, that's disappointing, So I shouldn't say the book is disappointing. I think if I like read the book without reading um, while we were dating, I think I would rate the book four out of five stars. But it's just like it wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but it was still written really well. The characters were great. And I mean, yeah, it was your classic love story between a senator and – I can't even remember the girl's job. Yeah, I have no idea what the girl's job is now that I'm thinking about it. That's awkward. Um, But yeah, so it was interesting. 
Um, I don't know. I, I really find it fascinating that authors are including, like, politics in their books now. Like, I, I get it. Like, I totally get it because especially, like, the need for it in the past few years, like, totally understand it. But at the same time, like, it's so interesting to me. Like, Yes, No, Maybe So was all about politics. I've read another book about politics. Or I shouldn't say about politics. It's more about it includes politics. Um, I read another book that had politics in it. And this one about politics. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's really interesting that this is, like, the new thing to have, like, senators or, like, whatever be the love interest. I don't know. Because I kind of find that, like, a turnoff to a book because – I can never imagine myself dating somebody who does something in politics. I think that would irritate me because, like, politics are so such a delicate topic, and I'm not saying I would want to not discuss it. I'm very open about my views on politics. Like, like I, I don't care what people think. Um, but it's just, like, politics – like or politicians scare me like I don't care if you're a democrat or republican like you guys both scare me because you guys have power and you guys can cover up things so like if they ever did something to me like kidnapped me raped me or murdered me like they could cover that up and nobody would know and that's what's scary that's what's terrifying but I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's just my opinion on things. Um, but anyways, I've jabbered on long enough for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and got maybe a laugh. Um, but don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple and definitely check out the blog at www.cupoflovepodcast.com. It will be in the description and in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day. If you want to keep up with all of the latest news on Cup of Love, you can find us on Instagram at Cup of Love Podcast. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram account, you can. It's at Camille Bocash.